to Beyond the Gate, episode two, the first day. I'm Megan. <laughs> and I'm Meg. And today we will be delving into the second episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And as we said, it is entitled The First Day. And the summary from Crunchyroll is A glimpse into the past reveals the pain and desperation that drove the Alec boys to break alchemy's greatest taboo human transmutation, and their reasons for becoming dogs of the military. Okay, we open with a monologue about the law of equivalent exchange, and we see Anna now in a train talking about they're heading to Lior. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to see their journey, so it leaves us plenty of time for flashbacks um, and a 10-year ten, ten flashback. Um, Ed is five years old and Al is four and they are doing alchemy and it's very adorable. (laughs) Their mother walks in and at first she's like, what are you guys doing? And, you know, is kind of concerned, but then she sees them. I think Ed transmutes. Like a little bird yeah a little something. bird and she's so proud of them and it and it makes them so happy it reminds me of uh when kids scribble on the walls uh your parents are going to be mad at first because you're not supposed to be drawing there but if you did something really impressive they might kind of let it slide and be like wow you're an artist but let me get you some pens and paper instead <laughs> uh no my parents were always mad <laughs> and they made me clean it up or or my siblings I don't remember drawing on the wall that off that I don't much. think I ever I did I didn't really do that but I had siblings and some a certain niece who loves to do that <laughs> I drew on my face when I was a kid uh, I feel like I'm pretty sure at one time I got into my mother's lipstick mm-hmm. classic Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was eyeliner. I made my entire face black. No, that's a cute look. <laughs> that's so sorry. All right. Uh getting into uh Ed and Al's family. So there's a brief mention of the father, but we don't meet him yet. But we do meet their mother, Trisha Alric. Trisha is voiced by Lydia McKay. Other roles she had were um, Cynthia in Dragon Ball Z, Sloth in the 2003 Full Metal Alchemist, which we'll probably talk about that character at some point, and more recently, Kyoko Honda from Fruits Basket, another great mom character. And then we get a little, I guess, kind of voiceover that a plague comes and uh, their mom dies. Yep, it's um, protagonist uh, curse. Classic, yes, classic protagonist curse. We see the boys at at her um, in the graveyard at her tombstone, and they they're talking. Yeah, there's <laughs> the tombstone is engraved with um, the dates eighteen seventy eight to nineteen o four which means that Trisha was only 26. Again, they mention their father, or Ed does, and it's kind of uh, in a negative way. I think he he says something like, 
Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't even show, show up for the funeral. So Ed's yeah. kind of uh, disowning him, really. Yeah. Al doesn't um, seem to have the same sentiments, but he understands where his brother is coming from, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And they, Ed uh, just talks about how much they miss her and that there might be a way to bring her back. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that maybe that's something that they will try. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it is. <laughs> There's a scene at the funeral and Ed and Al are just yeah. sobbing. It's so sad. It's drawn it's it's drawn really well and it's just really sad. Um you can really see the boys' expressions throughout the entire throughout the entire part where they're missing their mom. And then there is a brief cut to them in school, which we never get to see in the anime, but Risenbull does have quite a few kids. And it looks to me like it's a maybe a one-room schoolhouse type situation. And mm-hmm. um, they're trying to think of ways to bring their mom back. So they're discussing complex alchemical components uh, in the middle of class and talking like real scientists and their teacher just interrupts and says, you know, we're in the middle of a math class, right? And Ed and Alan's are back, but it's so boring. And there's a little heart underneath their <laughs> sentence. And Winry has fallen asleep. So yes. these kids, yes, you could take that as they're lazy, but I take that as they are so smart that uh, regular school is boring to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so- something that I noticed like when they were talking about, you know, figuring out studying alchemy and trying to figure out how to do the human trans uh, transmutation, Ed, they're kind of disagreeing um, about how to do it. Ed's talking about um, using the body's compositional ingredients. Well, um, Al's talking about, oh, we need to understand um, the he said the body's physical protein structure um, and then go from there. And that's kind of interesting that, that, that they are discussing that. And I, I, it would, it's impossible <laughs> to make a, a human from the chemical, just chemicals, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> there's only one way. <laughs> yes. Yes. Only one way, but, uh, I would go with Al's way. He mm. is, you know, you can't just throw everything together and expect things to happen. I mean, just like, you know, in your, in your cells, there's DNA, which are the instructions to make, to make all of these different proteins. And you can't just add everything together and hope, hope it'll work out. You need to, you need to have instructions yeah. and that's, Sounds like they need cloning technology. Mm-hmm. Even that wouldn't really be their mom. So I just thought that was that was interesting because you don't really see them, you don't really see them like discussing too much like about like how they're actually going to do it. Anyway, makes me think this manga cover really did her research. Yeah, I know. Like just like seeing seeing some of this like little terms that they that they mentioned like oh yeah that a normal person wouldn't wouldn't know what that means mm-hmm. so kind of interesting um but anyway so that's 
them at school and um is part of the manga is in the manga but not um not in the anime um and then we kind of switch to them eating dinner at the rock bells um it's a very lively scene there's ed and um panako winry's grandmother are fighting um and we learn that ed hates milk same <laughs> not same for me i i do i do enjoy enjoy milk although i am mm-hmm. kind of allergic to it not lactose intolerant but mm. uh, sensitive I see where Ed's coming from, though, because milk, it looks vanilla, but when you taste it, it is not vanilla. (laughs) Yeah, but it's, I don't know. As I've gotten older, the appeal of drinking a whole glass of milk has, I feel like, it's not as appealing as it was when I was, when I was younger. Yeah. But get our first well not a short rant but uh Pinocchio and Ed kind of are at each other's throats because um Ed won't drink his milk and Pinocchio's like you're never gonna grow and she she calls him a subatomic shrimp which is one of our favorite insults um and of -hmm. course he's he's firing right back at her because I think Pinocchio is kind of shrunk with age so they're both pretty short yes Yes, and then you just see like Winry and Ed and and Al in the background, like guys, stop fighting. <laughs> Trying to have a peaceful dinner. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we see the boys studying more. Um, they're reading books, and they um get a teacher to teach them more about alchemy, and kind of throughout this these scenes um they're they're usually studying in their in their father's office and that's kind of I like I like also in the manga like they kind of they there's more of them like they're not just studying in the office in their dad's office they're also like sleeping there Mm -hmm. and uh talking about you know life and stuff and it's really cute yeah um Kind of reminds me of uh, when I was a lot younger, my brother and I, I don't know, we would have not sleepovers in his room, but I would be in his room and it would just be late at night. And we both knew that we needed to get to bed, but I just stay in there because we weren't done talking yet. And Mm -hmm. if if you have similar interests, I think you just want to stay talking with your sibling for a while. Yeah. Yeah. There's there was something in the manga but we kind of already pat we missed the stew part (laughs) he's like talking when he's talking about the stew and um milk in it yeah yeah and he says and he says milk is so gross but like this it's so interesting that like if it's in the stew and the stew is delicious and he's and he just says it's just like science people have to try new things or there's never progress that's true and that's yeah, it's, I just, that's just very, very uh, applicable to mm-hmm. to real life. And I just thought that was, yeah, that's interesting. I don't All know. right. And anyway. speaking of uh, 
speaking of going into new territory and trying new things, they attempt yeah, the human transmutation. Yes, yes. So they're they're putting together in the ingredients, um, listing kind of the chemical composition, and then they just start start the transmutation. And it seems at first like, oh, it's it's going so well, but then it then it all went wrong. Yes, it went so wrong. Why do I want to start singing I dreamed a dream? <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, like, their their limbs start to kind of unravel and, and Al completely unravels and um, and they're it's screaming and they're like, Al, like, Ed, help me, brother, help me. And then, like, everything's white and ed is standing alone in in front of a a gate and it's just like a blank void yes yes and then there's this weird guy yeah and uh we mentioned this in the last episode but this is the character who is called truth and al's voice actress also plays this character it's this kind of disembodied voice that has uh well you can you can kind of tell it's al's voice actress because you know similar sound and whatnot Mm. but there's this echo kind of reverb going on and a deeper tone so it's like they layered the tones on top of each other so you can't tell if it's a male or female voice Mm -hmm. and when ed asks who it is truth replies that i'm what you would call the world or the universe or god or truth or all, or one, and I am you, points at Ed. And um, this creature comes out of the gate behind Ed. It's this massive eye, and it's bathed in shadows, and these shadowy hands reach out of the gate and grab Ed and drag him in so that he can Mm -hmm. see the truth. Yeah, and there's kind of like, I guess it's almost like like those film reels that you see like swirling past him. Yeah, and um, I I didn't really pay attention like in the anime what they were, but in the manga I was like looking more closely, and like I noticed some like interesting things like, um, in one film roll of film, I guess is what I'm gonna call it. Um, <laughs> there's like. It looks like there's like a clump of cells, like in a dish. And then you also see like a fetus and like in like various stages of development. And then you see um, it's like an angel, but it's not it's not like what you would think, but is normally depicted as an angel. It's more like I don't know if you ever seen like really like biblical representations of an angel. Oh, you mean like with the multiple wings? Yeah, and like they're really like strange looking. Like it's like that, which I thought was really interesting. Um, Which which reel is that on? It's interesting because in another reel, I see kind of like a human development one. Like there's an ape and then it turns into a man slowly. I'm getting kind of conflicting theologies here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Here, it's kind of like it's on the left hand side. Well, I guess I don't know exactly where but it's on like the far left and it's kind of like in the, in the middle. Oh, I see. Yeah. The wings are covering its body. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's a, okay. Yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting. Oh, I see. I missed that. I missed what you just said. Um, and then like there's animals and then you see um, images from his own life mm. too. And then, oh, and then also there's like war and like a there's a dragon. It looks like the uh, Ouroboros. We'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so like it's- the dragon swallowing it's totally oh, and then okay, there's like oh, in, sorry, and now I'm getting distracted because now there's like <laughs> it's there's really like cool. a, yeah, there's like a human like you see like a skeleton and then a mu- then muscle. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. And there's like the bottom left. There's and I'm not sure if that's an eye or if this is that's, like a. That's what I was thinking, but then like later on, you see like like a weird like pyramid kind of thing so yeah well the pyramid in the eye is is um you know the dollar bill with the the pyramid with the eye oh on top. yeah yeah we're getting to like some conspiracy theory bill cypher yeah. is in full metal alchemist wow <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's interesting oh you know okay something interesting that i saw is in the manga they were mentioning that they watched a movie yeah i know and i was like so what? this is what October 3rd, 1911. So, oh man. So it's like 19. What is it? Is that well, three, four it years would later? Be black and white. Uh, when did movies? I thought they. Well, actually, maybe they were around. Yeah, you, you look that up. 1878 was the first film, apparently. So, um. But like actual, like movie or just like. Mm, you know, film, like. Oh, we we caught people moving on no. camera. Well, here's what I'm. Uh, oh, what was that? There's this I movie. I um, can't remember. Like, uh, there's this movie called Hugo, and it goes into like filmmaking industry. Um, it's uh, uh George Millet. He made a bunch of fun short type films, and he he like really pushed cinema. Um. In one of the the most groundbreaking films he made was A Trip to the Moon. Uh, it was made in 1902. It was a black okay. and white. And so. It, yeah, so I wonder if that's the one that Ed and Al saw because, or what, when they mentioned the movie, what was the context for that? Um, they're talking about alchemy and they're talking about how a guy some oh like a fly got in the way and then they made a fly man or something that sounds kind of like a george malay type thing (laughs) but i might even be saying his name wrong it's french um i just remember in film class talking about him but he just kind of utilized uh actors and cool props and different techniques to make things that were impossible look possible Mm -hmm. and it's like a merging of film claymation and everything in between Oh, here's, here's what he said. But what about that alchemist who was performing a transmutation when a fly flew into the circle and the guy became a fly man? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Where Going are back we? Okay. To the human transmutation. Ed is through the gate. Um, all of those images flash at him. He thinks he sees his mother and he tries to reach out to her, but he ends up in front of truth again, in front of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed is very fascinated by what he's just seen, even though it was a lot for him to take in. He wants to see it again. But Truth tells him that that was all he could show him for the toll he paid. And he steps towards him and a leg 
appears on Truth. Uh, it slowly forms up his left leg, and Ed's left leg slowly disintegrates. And Truth says, you remember the law of equivalent exchange, don't you, alchemist? And, and then quick cut back. back. Into the into their father's office, and Ed starts screaming about about not taking his brother, and Ed is in pain. You hear a big (laughs) clank, and a suit of armor falls over, and he's he's drawing something on. In the, on the inside of the armor, and then he performs uh, alchemy. Yes, and I'm and... going to interject here and say um, the manga is very, not visceral, but you can see everything that's happening. Um, mm-hmm. And also anime and manga, before he draws the rune and, and the armor, um, if you're wondering what happened to their mother, the transmutation did not work. The creature that they created is it twitches and dies and pukes up blood. And mm-hmm. uh, in the manga, Ed is so disgusted and horrified that he throws up. And um, after he binds his leg up so he doesn't bleed out, he draws the rune with his blood. And um, this is where the manga just deviates slightly from brotherhood. After he performs the second transmutation, we do see truth again. And he mm-hmm. says, back again, are we? You really are a fool. And you see a right hand forming on truth. Yes. And then <laughs> we see the mid-roll. Um, the first one is Al at 10 years old. And then the second one is Ed at 11 years old. And then we cut back to Roy and Maze Hughes talking again um, in the present. And um, I think uh, Maze or Hughes is like saying like, oh, I don't, what does he say? Like, they're so young. Like, I don't know. So it, somehow yeah. it works where it's an easy transition to like four years earlier. So we cut to four years earlier and we see Roy is visiting. Um, first, he goes to their home and sees Carnage. And yeah. he he goes to Panaco's or the Rockbells home and is like really upset and like, what'd you guys do? And, and you see Ed, he just looks so de- dejected and dead. He's sitting in a, in a wheelchair, no missing arm, missing leg. And you see... Uh, big suit of armor standing behind him then roy asks them or offers um a chance for them to join the military as alchemists and um by doing so they'll get a lot of be offered a lot of opportunities that other that they wouldn't receive otherwise access to um materials and just a- privileges that'll make their their study of alchemy easier and he mentions that they might be able to get their bodies back if Mm -hmm. uh, they if they join the military um and then at the same time second lieutenant reza hawkeye is (laughs) talking to winry 
there's uh, great parallels when uh, Roy's talking to the boys and uh, when Ree and Riza are talking. I won't say everything. You, you kind of have to read it for yourself. I think it's done well in the anime, of course, with the cuts and everything, but um, the manga really does parallel it very well in the panels. But when we essentially ask why Riza joined the military and Riza says, there's someone I have to protect and it cuts, it will continue to cut back and forth from Roy to Riza um, talking about decisions, deciding to come into the military, uh, the opportunities, uh, keeping others safe and doing something for yourself and contributing to a greater cause and you can tell Roy's very much trying to convince the boys to go into this path. And Riza is very much uh, confirming her convictions of why she does what she does. And you can see that maybe the military isn't full of horrible people. Maybe it's full of people who have something to protect or something to hold on to. It's more than it seems. It's not just this big this big organization it's it's made up of individuals who yes you know are there are each there for their own reasons and yes and uh another important thing to note is once Riza says the words there's someone I want to protect it cuts right to Roy so not so subtly indicating who she's protecting yes yes uh and then as Roy and Riza are leaving, Riza is kind of like, mentions like he looks, Ed looks done and he's not going to join. But Roy, Roy sees the fire in his eyes and he's like, he's going to join. And then we get um, cut to uh, Ed is laying in like a, kind of hospital bed um and Winry and Panaco are getting ready to give him auto mail which I don't think we really mentioned but you can kind of see like from the outside of their house that they run uh an auto mail uh shop which is uh prosthetics yeah so it's like Um, half machine shop half hospital Uh, (laughs) and uh, when they're getting Ed ready for the surgery Panaco explains that usually there's three years to recovery for auto mail um, and and to be able to function normally again but Ed says he's going to do it all in one Mm -hmm. and then we transition from like we have to assume it's a year later. Um, Ed is Ed and uh, Al are fighting mm-hmm. uh, in the front lawn, and Ed Ed is back on his feet with a yes. new arm and a new leg. And he mentions that he isn't able to. He, I mean, he hasn't done alchemy in in a long time since since that day, and. Uh, he tries it for the first time and he does it just by clapping his hands together um, with, and he does not draw a transmutation circle. And Al is 
very surprised and ed kind of mentions like oh you you didn't you can't do it too um you you didn't see you didn't see it did you and al's like nope and and uh ed makes his classic um i guess knife thing knife on his arm or yes. his hand, with his hand and when we throws a wrench at him yes she's and mad that he messed with her precious auto mail yes. and <laughs> and of course they start bickering a little bit and al in in the anime he just gets this kind of cheeky little smile and the animation on his armor changes um and in the manga he says something along the lines of ah oh, isn't it great to be young <laughs> <laughs> yes he ships it <laughs> yes he does and um, before we know it, Ed is going before the Fuhrer, King Bradley, uh, to take the alchemist test. And um, he, I mean, he's, he's a kid, so everyone's kind of surprised. And they're even more surprised when he doesn't need to draw a transmutation circle. He just claps his hands together and makes a spear. Um, and this is where we hear like the first, uh, it's like this drum beat that repeats throughout the show, but it's Oh, it's seriously good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Ed doesn't stop there, though. He's very ambitious. So he makes a spear and he charges the Fuhrer. Uh, stops very, he stops just shy of, you know, hurting him. And all of the soldiers have their guns trained on him. And he just kind of uh, shrugs it off and says, you might want to have better security, which the Fuhrer, you know, he says, I'll consider it. But at the same time, he had pulled his sword without Ed noticing and sliced the spear in half. Um, but obviously Ed passed. His age is not an issue and he is part of the military. And uh, Roy <laughs> informs him that the Fuhrer gave him a title, Full Metal. So he is known as the Full Metal Alchemist. And he's given a silver pocket watch. In the manga, it's supposed to be gold. But this pocket watch is proof of uh, that you are a state alchemist in the military. And Ed kind of gives an evil grin as he realizes that he's got like this wicked cool name and kind of intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something interesting that happened in the manga, but they didn't show in the anime. It's kind of after the test, um, he, uh, Ed and Roy and Riza are walking back um, to, to Roy's office, I assume. And, um, they're talking and Ed mentions like, oh, when I, when I pulled my spear out, um, every, everybody like jumped to, to help, to help the Fuhrer and Roy did not move at all. Yes. Um, I don't know. Roy is kind of pretty, he doesn't hide, he doesn't like hide his true feelings. Like he's kind of like, oh, uh, yeah, if you would have if you would have gotten rid of him, that would have helped me. And <laughs> and it's like, whoa, now I have something to like blackmail with you with. And then Roy immediately shoots back, like, oh, you know what? I think I remember you uh, performing human attempting human transmutation. So wooden thing. <laughs> uh, let's just call yeah. it even. They've got this mutual uh, it, forced friendship. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They both. They both uh, know each other's weak spots. Yeah, dark secrets. 
Yep. And the episode ends with uh, Ed and Al are back on the train. They're about to arrive in Lior. And it's, again, bathed in this kind of ominous uh, light and tone. Um, And perhaps they can find the Philosopher's Stone. And that's where we leave off. Yes. Yeah. And that's that. Yep. That is the end of the episode. Um, yeah. So, well, besides animation, I have a brief note on Trisha Alric. I wanted to go over her name. So, Trisha is of English origin and it means noble, and that she is. Um, and I guess animation wise, um, the effects when they're doing the human transmutation that the light that just washes over them and how the colors change and it becomes more ominous and that paired with the music, it really achieves that uh, sinister effect. Um, Contrast that with the gates of truth where it's just blank white. And I don't know, you're not really supposed to, you don't know how to feel because you don't know what Mm -hmm. this gate is. White isn't exactly a color that gives you fear though but just the blankness and emptiness of it does give you kind of an unsettled feeling now kind of to do like our yeah our our goodbye (laughs) our long goodbye yeah yeah um so like we mentioned last time we're gonna do favorite line of the episode um uh kind of what what was the moral of the episode or what did we learn? And then um, who pushed the story forward? Yep. Uh, okay. So favorite line of the episode. We both, we both have the same one. Yes, we um, do. Do you want to read it? Cause I do. I, do. <laughs> I have, okay. Cause I have like, I don't know, a little bit of commentary. So you can. Okay. Give him back. He's my brother. Take my leg. Take my arm. Take my heart. Anything. You can have it. Just give him back. He's my little brother. He's all I have left. It's so heart-wrenching. Yes. And this, I don't know, this is like, to me, like the, the, I don't know, just sums up the, the show so well. Like it's some, (laughs) like you, you see the, you know, the bond the bond and the love that Ed has for his brother. And I also think like, it really, I don't know, even though this is like a horrible situation and like on a kind of unimaginable and very much unrealistic, like the feelings that he is is expressing is like very relatable. Cause I think most people have somebody in their life that they would, they would say this Mm -hmm. to that person. You, you would do anything for for that person or people and just just that feeling of that fear of yeah of of losing of losing someone and that I don't know yeah so that leads right into what did we learn or what was the moral Mm -hmm. or theme of this episode yes yeah um we kind of think that the moral was grieving is important for moving on um in the when Ed and Al are sitting at their mother's grave uh Winry kind of comes up behind them and uh says like you shouldn't cry you shouldn't cry over um over your mother or 
Yeah, I think I think what she says was um maybe her mom and dad said this to her, but they say that you shouldn't cry uh over the graves of those you love because they'll be sad for you and they don't want you to grieve. Mm-hmm. But um the opposite is actually true because if you don't if you don't let it all out, then you're not going to move on and Ed and Al really they didn't. They mm-hmm. wanted to bring her back and yeah. Once that hope was taken away, they were left with even less than what they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say it's more Ed that can't move on. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's he's, valid. He's the one that, that you know, first brings up human transmutation. And Al's, Al does, it's like, oh, uh, you know, I don't, we're not supposed to do that. But. Ed, he goes along Ed, with it. Yeah, he goes along with it. And I think that's that it's interesting. And you kind of see throughout the show, like how that affects their relationship. Like, yeah, and Ed Al also... loses Al loses his entire body. Yes. Um, and he Ed. didn't even really want to do it at to begin with. Right. And so there's just so much. Ed is also the one who can't seem to forgive their father and Al mm-hmm. seems a little more easygoing about that. But um, I think on the whole, Ed is the more, Ed is the more ambitious, um, gets an idea in his head and follows through. And Al is more of the, let's think this idea through before we make a decision on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think Al starts to get hope once he sees the research notes, and maybe it is possible. He definitely goes along with it, and and he's not, you know. But also at the same time, he's only ten, so yeah. it's it's kind of hard to be like. <laughs> yeah, and on the flip side, Ted's only eleven. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's exactly why this happened in the first place. Cause yeah, then, I was in sixth grade when I was eleven. Yeah. I don't think. Oh man. No, I can't even imagine. But uh, anyway, um, now who pushed the story forward? Roy. He was the one who offered Ed the military position, become a state mm-hmm. alchemist. Um, without that, they would not really have started on their journey to become uh, to. to regain their bodies um yeah all right and that's all that we have so until next time thanks for listening and we'll be back with episode three pretty soon and um keep watching along keep reading along and let us know if you have any comments or questions or anything of that sort yes all right see you later bye